The primary purpose of the ADRC is to provide customers with unbiased information about services that will meet their needs. This includes sharing information with customers about all agencies that provide needed services. The ADRC does not endorse or recommend any specific agency or service provider, including those that have chosen to sponsor or participate in an interview for this podcast. Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume 1, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells. I'm Lisa Wells, Dementia Care Specialist with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and you're listening to a podcast on Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. The goal of the podcast is to provide education about aging well living with dementia, and staying active and healthy in the community. So thank you for joining us. Today our discussion is on Live Smart, Not Hard, Tools and Strategies for Making Life Easier. According to AARP, nearly 90% of adults age 50 across all ages, health status categories, income and races want to remain at home and age in place. In order to do so, you might want to consider how assistive technology, or AT, can help facilitate independence at home. Assistive technologies are systems and devices that are designed to help a person age independently at home. And here to discuss how to live smarter and not harder is Laura Plummer. Laura is the Assistive Technology Coordinator for the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, and let me tell you, she knows her stuff. So thank you, Laura, for joining us today on the Journey Ahead podcast. Thank you, Lisa. Good morning. So let's start out and talk, um, first of all, I mentioned a little bit about what assistive technology is, but that's a pretty big term, and I think it can be overwhelming for a lot of people. So can you kind of help us understand it a little bit more? What does it mean? Sure. So assistive technology, um, there, as you say, there is a, an official definition, and it really is um, any kind of tool or device that assists someone with being independent, um, either at home or at work, at school, in the community. Um, but it's really much broader than that. So assistive technology literally is anything that makes life easier. So let's think about our television that we have in our living rooms. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, back in the old days, we got up and we walked across the room and we either pushed a button or <gasps> turned a dial mm-hmm. to make that, mm-hmm. change that channel. I remember that, yep. Adjust the screen, all of that. So along came remote controls. And so those are technically considered environmental control units. So they control something in your environment. Uh, but we use them every single day now in our lives. Mm-hmm. So that is a piece of assistive technology. Mm-hmm. So it's literally anything. And so I, I think of a couple other things that come to mind is back in the day when you had to open and close the garage door. You know how hard that was. <laughs> and then now you've got remote controls. Um, something else I think of, how about like even, you know, maybe back in the day you had to make your coffee on the stove. Mm-hmm. And now we've got coffee pots, Right. Correct. Okay, so just simple things like that yep. that can make life just a little bit, little bit easier. Yep. And along the lines of that coffee pot, if someone likes tea, we used to have to put something onto the stove and then carry it across the room over maybe to the counter. Mm-hmm. So now we have electric tea kettles mm-hmm. that'll keep it warm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to leave the burner running. I just let the water stay heated and make a tea a cup of tea as I need. So do they still whistle? Uh, they make a click. I a think click. some may whistle. But there's, doesn't some, whistle. there's something about that whistle. I kind of like, I still like <laughs> tea on the stove or water, warming it up on the stove. But that's good to know. 
So when we think about making life easier, yes, we want to be able to do that. We want to maintain our independence as we get older. So what are some some ways that assistive technology can make life easier? I mean, we talked a little bit, but there's a lot more. Like I said, there's a big topic, so take yeah. it away. <laughs> sure, yeah, there's, there's just so many things. And so because it is anything, um, just simply walking through a home improvement store, um, or a hobby store or a craft store, you look around and you think and you, you see all these different small things like Velcro and, oh, what could I use Velcro for? Oh, I bet it would hold that remote control on the coffee table mm. so that if I have mm-hmm. a tremor and I knock it off, I don't have to reach down and pick it up. Mm-hmm. But you do have a reacher, and you could use that to pick it up. Exactly. That was yeah. going to be my next yeah. one. So if I have trouble reaching things, it might be a reacher to get something off the floor or up from the cupboard. I'm short. I could use a reacher. Instead, I end up using kitchen tongs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So along with the devices, it's also just doing things differently. It's working smarter, not harder. And one of my favorite examples is I worked with someone that has um, arthritis, and um, I also have trouble with my hands. And so this this woman loved peeled carrots. That was like her favorite vegetable. Mm-hmm. She liked to snack on them. And it got really hard for her to peel those carrots. So we tried out a, an adaptive device. It was just a larger handle. It's a cushioned handle peeler that's um, a little bit different shape. And yeah, it kind of worked. But you know, then her hands still got tired. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at a device, we looked at a, at a workaround. So she was encouraged to go and buy the peeled carrots that are available at the grocery store already cut up in a bag. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just thinking through your day to day and, you know, what are the things that just are going to make life easier? Because if we can, if we can use a tool or a different strategy to do something we have to do, that saves our energy for the stuff we want to do. Mm-hmm. That's a good point about the cut-up carrots because I even, you know, I think I, I like to use cut-up things because primarily I just don't have the time. So that's that's what I like to do. I, I use cut-up things, and it just, for me, it saves me a lot of time. So can you share, when I think about assistive technology, and you know, we talked about some low, low-end things, so there's probably low, medium, high, right? Mm-hmm. And so could you give us some examples of maybe each of those and how they would be used. Sure. So, um, as you said, there's there's different categories or classifications of technology. Some is no tech or low tech. Um, I also like to consider things like that are also everyday tech. So, like that tea kettle we mm-hmm. talked about, or let's talk about maybe someone has difficulty using the stovetop to boil their pasta. Well, if we use this a portable induction cooktop and just set that on the kitchen table, then the person can actually see their water boiling mm, and mm-hmm. they're not then they're not worried about leaving a burner on either. Mm-hmm. So there's some everyday technology now that we can use that will meet people's needs to be more independent. And then we go into the low tech, um, no tech, and that's typically things that don't require a plug-in. So again, like that reacher. Um, the lever door handle that we're all using instead of having to turn a door sure, knob, yeah. mm-hmm. that that is called considered low tech. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the it's just those everyday things. It might be a little bump on your microwave to help you see or feel where the start button is, or on your washer, or your dryer, or things like that. Mm-hmm. And then we we start to go kind of up that technology ladder with with mid tech. Those are typically devices that may or may not plug in. They may or may not need like some setup or a little bit of training. 
They're not hugely complicated. Um, an example would be like that Echo Dot. So there's no touch screen on it, um, but you do need to set that up with mm-hmm. an Amazon account. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of le- learn how to talk to it. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, Alexa, what's the weather today? Or when is the Packer game? So that would be considered more of that medium tech. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a digital picture frame that you're, that's connected to the Wi-Fi and your relatives can then send over pic- recent pictures of the grandkids. Sure, sure. So mm-hmm. that you're not having to figure out how to open your email or use a tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do have higher tech devices, which are some more of those um, smart home devices that maybe have video interface, um, you know, our Echo Shows, um, Facebook portals. And I'm not, um, you know, I'm, I'm not married to any kind of brand. Those are just the familiar names yeah, that we've yeah. are, we've mm-hmm. become aware of. Um, but those devices can be a little more sophisticated. Um, or it might be software on your computer that enlarges everything so that you're not having to squint to see everything on your computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of that might be standalone software you have to buy. Otherwise, most of our devices now come with accessibility built right into it. The power that we have in our smartphones is so far surpasses any computing technology that like you or I grew up with. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just a matter of, of kind of harnessing those things that are in that. And depending on the user's skill set, that might be considered high tech. But for someone that's tech savvy regarding digital they might consider that low tech to mm-hmm. be able to enlarge the screen on their smartphone. Well, it, and you're right because I think about our, our phones and there's so much in here that I don't even know. I don't even know what's available. But one thing I did find that I really like on my phone is um, the the magnifying glass or the, the light. Zoom? Oh, the, the light. light. Yep. So as I'm as I've gotten older, I've noticed that I. I just need brighter light to see. And so that's really helpful, especially if I go into a dark restaurant. Oh, to read the menu. To read the menu. Or, you know, that really really helps a lot. Um, It also just makes it larger. So you're right. I I just think there's there's so much on there that that we are not aware of. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, All Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stairlifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All-Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls, and they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or allstarelevatorllc.com. Now, back to the podcast. Can you talk a little bit about, if we think about maybe vision or hearing loss or memory loss Mm -hmm. or... um, you know, like you mentioned, arthritis. Could you give some other? If we went from low, medium, high, could you? Could we do some examples? Sure. Of some of those things, if we start low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about vision loss. Okay. So um, vision loss can be in kind of any degree of loss. It could be like you and I, how we talked about kind of needing cheaters now to mm-hmm. see up close, mm-hmm. on up to someone that has macular degeneration or glaucoma. 
So that means they either can't see centrally, like right ahead of them, or they have trouble seeing from the sides. And so number one, some of that low tech would be lighting. We take a look at using maybe a full spectrum lamp that brings more like a daylight into the room and helps provide just that illumination. Mm -hmm. I forget the statistic or the percentage, but we lose a certain percentage of light perception for every decade of life. And it starts at like age 40. Okay, so that's why I need more light. Yep, that's see. why. Yep. yep, that's why your grandparents will say, "Oh, do you have enough light to see that?" And you're thinking, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things is we use lighting. Um, we also use some of those tactile markers I mentioned, like a little dot or colored tape on on the remote control, so you know which button is which. Um, moving up in that technology, we might look at handheld magnifiers, either lighted or non-lighted. Um, we might look at learning how to use the the app on our, the accessibility on our phone that will read the screen out to us. Yes. Called yeah. VoiceOver yeah. on an Apple mm-hmm. um, or even just a speak text. So we might use our phone to, to scan a barcode because we need to learn, know the directions on how to make whatever we bought in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, we might just use our smartphone to take a picture of the price. And then we just use our fingers to enlarge it mm-hmm. because we can't, or the menu. Right. Yes. Yep. I'm always doing that in a restaurant nowadays because mm-hmm. the restaurants are dark. Mm-hmm. They don't have good light. Right. So, and then higher tech for that would be something like a screen magnifier or screen reader where it would actually read things out to you or a desktop magnifier, which is a large screen that sits on your table and then you place your reading materials underneath mm-hmm. it and then it shows it on the screen. Mm-hmm. So you can read your mail, you could you know, write out a check, all of those sorts of things. So that's kind of the, the range for mm-hmm. vision loss. Mm-hmm. And for hearing loss, um, well, the first thing we always look at or talk about um, is whether someone has had a hearing exam, you know, through an audiologist, and whether or not they're a candidate for hearing aids. So some of the lower tech things now are we have over-the-counter hearing aids for someone that has a perceived, perceived mild mm-hmm. or moderate loss. Um, it's still good to see an audiologist regardless. And that's fairly new, over-the-counter. Yep, we're yeah. just at one year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think next week or the mm-hmm. week after is our one-year anniversary for over-the-counter. So we take a look at the hearing aids. We might take a look at an amplified phone. Um, I think we're seeing fewer of those just because everyone's using a smartphone now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's features that are a little more advanced on the higher end within those hearing aids where it'll pair right to your smartphone. So when you're on the phone, that voice is coming right into your ears, mm-hmm. which is really helpful because it blocks out all the other noise that's around you. Um, And so we also might look at lights to flash to know if the doorbell is going off or the alarm clock. Mm -hmm. I talk to many people who they say they don't sleep well because they worry about waking up on time to either catch a plane or get to work Mm -hmm. or meet their friends for coffee. Mm -hmm. So simply just setting up an alarm clock that will have a little bed shaker then oh, they then sure. they can rest. Sure, yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. know that the alarm is mm-hmm. going to go off, and they know they're going to know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are some of those examples. And then I know you also mentioned, you know, memory loss and just keeping track of things. Um, probably my favorite low tech is a post-it note. Yeah, right. Pretty um, simple. I yeah. I do that all the time. If you came mm-hmm. into my house, you'd see the things I need to remember as I walk mm-hmm. out the door. So using that pen and paper um, with those visual reminders. Um, can be a huge tool, mm-hmm. and it takes the burden off of cramming it all into your head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on in that 
technology ladder is, you know, we may need to think about um, a ways that our relatives might want to know where we are. And mm-hmm. so we can use smartphone apps like Life360 um, or Find My Friends. I like that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to, I used it with my mom mm-hmm. because she'd forget to plug her phone in. Oh, sure. So yep. Life360 would tell me that her yep. battery was low, and then I could mm-hmm. ask the staff mm-hmm. to go ahead and get that plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, we also use um, what's called a road ID, and that is just um, a kind of a fancier medical alert mm-hmm. ID mm-hmm. bracelet. Mm-hmm. Um, that is used really by runners and bikers, but it comes in different colors and you can bling it up and, and then you can have your medical record on a secure website that only an EMT would have the passcode too. So if they really needed to contact or know, like, do you have diabetes or do you have other health conditions? So those are some of the, that mid tech things. Mm -hmm. And then obviously high tech, we're talking more, you know, alarms like on doors, um, to be aware um, and then it's also just the strategies. Are there ways you can set your house up so that it is safer? Right. Um, yeah. You know, is it camouflaging a door mm-hmm. um, with the same kind of fabric that's on the couch that it's in front of mm-hmm. so someone doesn't recognize that that's a door? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So lots of lots of good ideas. And we could probably keep going on and oh, on, yeah. Laura. Um, you know, but what are you know, what are some barriers, though? to accessing or knowing or finding some of these tools? Um, I think the biggest barrier is, as you said, it's just knowing to that there might be something out there. I think sometimes we get sort of stuck in our routine ways and we forget to, that it, it's okay to ask a question. Mm-hmm. It's okay to look around or to think differently. So, um, and, it, and sometimes assistive technology resources I sometimes say are the best kept secret mm-hmm. because we don't we don't need them until we need them, and then we're st- maybe stressed, and then we're trying to find this resource, and that can lead to frustration. Um, so I think the biggest thing to think about is try to think ahead and think forward. Mm-hmm. As you know, what what might I need in the future? I think unfortunately, as we as we get older, we don't like to think about that. Of course not. Right? So we don't we don't want to think about that because, oh, we're doing fine right now. Mm-hmm. But we do need to have a plan and think about some of those things. What about um, costs? You know, is it expensive? You know, I think that could be a huge barrier for a lot of people. You, you know, you mentioned smartphones and not everybody has a smartphone. Right. So right. what about costs? <clears throat> so there is no magic funding for assistive technology. Um like Medicaid and medical, Medicare do not typically cover that. Um, so there, when it comes to telecommunications, we're fortunate we have three programs within our state that can help offset telecommunications cost. So, for example, if someone has hearing loss and they are needing a smartphone to be able to communicate, they can actually apply for funding towards that cost. Mm-hmm. It won't pay for the service. Um, so there's certain pockets of AT. Um, but overall, what we've seen over the years is just it's really come down in price. It's come down into the realm of reality. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it was such specialty equipment, it, the cost was so much higher than that. Um, the WISTEC program, which is Wisconsin's assistive technology program, we do have the statewide inventories where people can at least try things out. 
see if it well, works. Well, that's nice because you you hate to buy something right. and spend you know money and then if it doesn't work for you, so mm-hmm. that's that's good to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like trying on clothes. Mm-hmm. We don't want to buy mm-hmm. the wrong shirt or pants. Right, right. Yeah, we don't want to buy the wrong yep. reacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that opportunity to try it, and then part of that program is also some reuse. Mm-hmm. So there are used equipment that people will donate when they no longer need it, and then that is made available as well for people. Um, either low cost or no cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, finances is one of the barriers that we encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, and another barrier, you know, that I didn't touch on is just some of that um, fear and pride. Um, that's a, that's kind of a big one. I think, well, when you said fear, I think that's people here, again, assistive technology, oh, I can't do that, or, you know, that's going to be too hard for me, or I don't want to learn that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you're really right on, on that one. I think about my mother-in-law. She's 96, uh-huh. and she, her computer is her life. I oh, mean, that's, that's her connection. You know, her emails and her news. I mean, she mm-hmm. does everything on that, thank goodness. I mean, but we're the ones that have to go over and help her, you know, and things get stuck or whatever. We, we, right. we can do that, but thank goodness that she's willing to She's been willing to learn all that and try things um, so she can have that connection. Yep, yep. Yeah, and so the more that we can foster that and and make things, and I think that's one of the benefits of um, some of our smartphones and some of our um, video interface like the Echo Show Mm -hmm. is it allows us to, to bring, it's, it's turned everybody into a technologist. So you, you have your family that knows how to do these things, and let's get it set up. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, you're cold all the time. Let's put in a thermostat where then we can help monitor what your room temperature is. So if you're a little bit confused about how to change the temperature, then let us do that. And mm-hmm. I can do that from the comfort of my own home mm-hmm. across town. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of one of the things that, I, that we have on our phone is, you know, when we go on vacation or we go away for the weekend or we're gone, we can turn our heat down from mm-hmm. our, with our phones and then when we right before we get home maybe an hour a couple hours before we get yep. home we can turn it up which is really nice you know something else I I really like that's not too expensive but um, you know it's it's just nice to have cameras oh yeah you know around you know for safety you know your doorbell um, other cameras around that's kind of nice you know and then you get a ding on your phone if someone's there at your someone's door. at your door right. you know so those are I mean I don't I, th- I think it it does make life easier a little bit because I guess I guess it gives you peace of mind. It does. Sometimes. I have a Wi-Fi connection on my garage door now mm-hmm. because I don't know how many times I have turned around. Oh yes, and gone to check the garage yes. door. So yeah, I'm like just look at your app. Yeah, it's okay. You yeah. did shut the garage. So I do have a strategy for that one. So when you're shutting the garage door, uh-huh. you say out loud, "I'm shutting the garage door." That's a great strategy. It is a good strategy, and it works because myself, my husband, we have to do the same thing because I don't know how many times we've gotten down the end of the block. We had to turn around, come back because we couldn't remember if we shut the garage door. But that just saying, I'm going to do that. That's a great strategy for a lot of things. You know, when you want to remember something, you have to say it out loud. Even remembering names, saying those names out loud a couple of times. So I'm going to use that trick. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and finish up uh, talking with Laura Plummer on uh, making life smart, not harder. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory. We're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us, they're locally owned and operated. If you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies, wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs, 
Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com, or you can call them toll-free at 877-230-1622. Now, back to the podcast. We're back with Laura Plummer, and she is the Assistive Technology Coordinator for the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, and we're talking about assistive technology today. And so, Laura, can you tell us a little bit more about what programs are out there to help? Sure. So um, I'm primarily representing WISTEC, which is Wisconsin's Assistive Technology Act program. And we work statewide with people with disabilities and their family members or community members just to share information, make devices available to try out, see if it works, see if it doesn't. We have devices for reuse, meaning for giveaway um, whenever possible. And the whole point is just to help people become aware of assistive technology. Mm -hmm. And every state and territory in our country is funded for assistive technology. So that's certainly a resource within your state. Um, And then more locally, what WISTEC does is we partner regionally with our independent living centers. And there's eight of those in Wisconsin. And the one here is Center for Independent Living for Western Wisconsin. And they're located in Menominee. Mm-hmm. And they are their website is pretty easy to remember. It's www.cilww.com. So the Center for Independent Living, Western Wisconsin. Correct. Okay. And then you also mentioned uh, WISTEC, the state. I did. And so how, how could somebody reach out to that? So if you... There's a couple ways. Um, We have a really long URL that I'm not going to read out loud. Um, But if you went to the Department of Health Services and we have a search bar right Mm -hmm. on our website and you type in WISTEC, W-I-S-T-E-C-H, you would pull up our program. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we have an email. And that email address is the letters D-H-S-WISTEC, W-I-S-T-E-C-H, and that's all together, at dhs dot wisconsin dot gov okay so somebody might have to replay this podcast but they might. <laughs> to get that down but um thank you for that laura and, and also i can mention too is that you know at the aging and disability resource center here in eau claire county we do have a um, adaptive equipment loan closet with a variety of um, tools and and things that people can check out and use for a short time um and you know, bring it back if they want, and then we can help them purchase the items or figure out where, you know, some of these financial mm-hmm. things that, could, that might be able to help. I know there's a couple of different programs through the Aging and Disability Resource Center that we might have funding to help pay for some of the um, equipment as well. So letting people know that um, Aging and Disability Resource Centers are a great resource as well for some of that more lower tech stuff. And they are, yep. Mm-hmm. And And you guys have um, staff that are highly trained in mm-hmm. responding to in- requests for information and assistance. Yes. And so you you know like who to reach out to and where to contact. So if someone struggles to find the WISTEC program or wants to contact me but they are struggling to, find, to mm-hmm. remember that email, just reach out to the Eau Claire County ADRC and mm-hmm. ask for Lisa and Shelly Lowell. Well, well, I'm not in charge of the program, but you can just call the ADRC and, right. and ask about that. Yeah. Um, what about, I was thinking too, you know, after somebody has like a hip surgery or 
knee surgery or, you know, something in the hospital, oftentimes they work with occupational therapists. Are they mm-hmm. a good resource too? They can be, but sometimes you have to have an appointment and medical okay. coverage to work with sure. an occupational okay. therapist. Mm-hmm. So that can be a barrier for someone that, that doesn't have insurance mm-hmm. or even transportation to get to some place. Sure, okay. So um, our program through Center for Independent Living, you know, they have staff that will go out and meet with someone in their home. They'll bring mm-hmm. out the equipment so someone can try it. Keeping in mind, these are short-term loans. Mm-hmm. You know, they're meant to help you decide um, or a short-term accommodation. Mm-hmm. Say you had that hip surgery and you just need to borrow a reacher and a socket mm-hmm. for the next month. You can do that. And that's one thing nice, too, is that you can go to people's homes because, like Correct. you said, not a lot of people can, can get to the office or get all the way to Menominee or whatever. So uh, the ability to be able to go to people's homes is a huge help for people. So that's much appreciated. Mm-hmm. So, Laura, I think we've covered a lot today. Um, we could probably talk a, a whole lot more for many more hours. But, again, if people do have questions, yes. they can go through the Center for Independent Living Western Wisconsin or the state program through WISTEC at Correct. the Department of Health Services. What about reaching out to you, Laura? Um, people are more than welcome to reach out. Um, that email, I, I do check the one that I had put down there. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, w- I would check that, and I would know if they got it. Okay. All right. I can give a phone number if people would prefer that, too. Phone number would be good. Okay. Yeah, it's 608-514-2513. And keep in mind that sometimes I forget, just like everybody else, I forget to turn it off of mute. So oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes I need a little ring flasher to know yes. that my phone has rung. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great information. And Laura, I, I appreciate you being here today. And I, I really hope that people that listen to this podcast um, reach out and think so a little I. bit more about, gosh, what are some things that I could do to make life a little bit easier? What are some things I could do to maintain my independence? Because there are a lot of things out there and there are resources to help. So I really hope that's what people get from our podcast today. Yeah, same here. I just want that cre- kind of that creati- creative thinking. And, mm-hmm. and so sometimes people don't identify as having, I don't have a disability I just have a health condition, mm-hmm. and so what can I what can I find at the local home improvement store that's going to help me, you know, lift something or mm-hmm. do something? Mm-hmm. So right. just think creatively. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for thank you for being here today. This is Tom from Volume One. Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest, and thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume One presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County. And it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts at volume1.org.